Izzy finally released all the professions. There was shark and tree, one-armed woman, and then what was that last one? Giant duck head. Hello, ladies and Gentiles. Welcome to Relics of War, episode number 20. This is the podcast about Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2, and the Guild Wars community on the whole. My name is Ryan. Some of you know me as Cole. Uh, Cole and Hole, those two things rhyme. That's a great thing to say about myself. Uh, with me here is Chaz from the Nation of Canada. How are you doing, sir? Hey, guys. Oh, very good. Yourself, Ryan? Uh, doing a lot better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Also with us is the nice, sultry, I don't even know what that word means, but sultry voice of Tiger with the secret. Hello. Now I'm trying to pimp your blog. Hold on a second. <laughs> with the Secret Agent Cat blog at www.secretagentcat.com. Okay. Now, go ahead. Okay. Now, hello. Yes, you do sound much better. Yeah. Yeah. My wife, uh, many people told me a couple days ago I sounded like a fat person because my throat was so constricted. Uh, but, uh, yesterday I was like on this fast track to recovery and I discovered today that my voice was pretty much back to normal. A little bit of pain while I talk, but I'm willing to do it for you guys. Now that's dedication. I'll tell you what. You're darn Definitely. Yeah. This guy's a giver. <laughs> so what have you guys been up to this week? Uh, I've been wrestling it out with my, with my motherboard, trying, sending it back, getting a third one in the mail to see if that works. Having a little bit of problems with the corporations, huh? Who is it? Asus? Mm. Giving you problems? No, I haven't tried Asus yet. Oh. Um, it was it was Newegg giving me problems actually, because it's been more than a month since I originally ordered it. They don't want to give me anything. Hmm. I can definitely um commiserate. I ordered a program called Pamela to help me with our podcasting, which is supposed to be able to play sounds for us during the show. And uh, every time I've used it, it has caused either the show to flake out. Or go completely corrupt. In fact, last week's recording was just because of a backup Tasha had. Which was good, because Tasha was hosting the show. So, it was better that she sounded more clear anyway. But, uh, yeah. Pamela, if you're into podcasting, don't bother with Pamela. Take my advice. They suck, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I So, just so people know, the reason I wasn't here last week, I had a tonsillectomy the Tuesday before that episode. So uh, I've pretty much been living off of ice cream and soft foods. I've I had sushi yesterday. Oh man, was that good? Uh, Yummy. But I do have to hold back still on the on the foods that I feel like I can eat because there's the reason I can eat is there's a couple scabs there in my throat which need to stay there for a while, and if I eat too many solid foods, it will eventually cause them to fall off, and I'll be back to square one. And I don't want to go back to square one. That was sucky. That is so nasty. Yeah, I'm sure a just, lot. Of people, I just yeah. want to thank you for sharing that with everybody. No problem. <laughs> Scabs on the back of Ryan's throat. News at eleven. <laughs> yeah, I just had half my throat gutted. That's all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, while I was while I was kind of uh, out of commission, like I didn't leave the house for almost two weeks just because I was trying to avoid germs and stuff. So I spent a lot of time on Guild Wars. And watching Fringe with the family. But while I was in Guild Wars, there was plenty to do, th- plenty to do thanks to Halloween. Uh, uh, th- those Halloween costumes are pretty sweet. Yeah, I really like them. Oh, I yeah, actually, definitely. I, I actually bought the costumes. That's the first time I've ever ever bought costumes from NCSoft. There's actually the same here. Yeah, that's, that's the same for me. First costume I ever purchased. Although I'm thinking of getting Shining Blade now also, but... 
I don't know. We'll see what we'll see what we get for Winter's Day if we get like a Winter's Day costume. That'd be pro. We probably will. We got one last year. I don't see why ArenaNet wouldn't. It's I mean, that's good money. Yeah. Or like, even might... what my. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, I was gonna say, or even what they might have for Crisis and Cantha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. I will have to bother Mr. Stummy about it. Sorry, I'm drinking Powerade or Gatorade during the show. I know Powerade. that's great, but I have to keep my throat wet. So. Um, okay. But also the the hats we got for Halloween, I liked them. I know there's a oh, lot of controversy about them. it because they're like, it's not very big. How can you call it a hat? Shut up! They're cool. That's all that matters. Spectacles, the goggles. They may do nothing, but they're awesome. Seriously. Oh man, I have seen some sharp-looking male mesmers. <laughs> people have been asking for steampunk looks for like since the game came out, and now that they're giving it to him, and now you have you have the audacity to complain. Jeez, people. Yeah, all the girls that want to look all sexy. Okay, you got your Halloween costume now, and you've got your little bunny ears. For the pretentious girl ears. in all of us, that's great. Or yeah, I'm sorry, cat ears. That's great for all the pretentious girls inside all of us. But the the spectacles, I've been wearing. Or the, I'm sorry, the spectacles because there has to be something Halloween related to them. <laughs> um, I've been wearing those on my Long John assassin, and they call him that because his armor is dyed white, so he looks like he's running around in Long Johns. But he looks very steampunk in his long johns. Nice. Yeah, that I'm probably actually... going to put him on both of my mesmers. Yes, I have two mesmers. Don't judge me. <laughs> oh, you have two mesmers? Boise. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I'm really digging the lich outfit. I don't really much like the uh, bodysuit, but I like the hood. Yeah. I actually like the, the bodysuit. I, I like on the dudes how you get those ungula grade. Is that how you say it? Hmm? I don't know. Ungula grade legs? The, the hooked legs with the... Let's call them goatee legs. The goatee legs. It's... I'm gonna call them gacky legs. Bah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, you know I've been I've been itching to be able to do that again. Should you dare me to try? I don't know if I hurt myself. No, 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 don't, hey, that don't didn't hurt, hurt at all. Hurt yourself. That's awesome. Really? I'm back to my awesome. gacky self. <laughs> Get down with your gacky self. <laughs> yes. Um, and the Mad King, he had a few new jokes this year, but I I wasn't here for the year before that, so I don't know which ones were new. I just know that some were new. It wasn't very good. No, they were. I I don't know. I I saw some pretty good ones. Like, what do you say to an Asura on stilts? How's it going down there? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. There's one I really really liked. Oh, no, I don't know. My memory's crappy. Okay, this is what Guild Wiki is for. <laughs> What's the difference between Lazarus and Cormier? One. Who's Lazarus? Oh, this one's good. I like this. Okay, Lazarus. One. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember this joke. One Who's Lazarus? Never... What? <laughs> Lazarus is a... I think he's talking about the Lazarus in the Bible, right? The guy that was brought back. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I thought it was actually like Guild Wars related. No. Well, this was the Mad King's joke. He says, what's the difference between okay. Lazarus and Cormier? One never got what they deserved, and the other never deserved what they got. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, That's yeah. funny. That, they always uh, made the joke to guildies that says, uh, Cormier uh, ninja'd my, go- my godhood. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I passed a monk in Great Temple of Balthazar once. His name was Leeching was Cormier. Best name. <laughs> Best name I have ever seen. In <laughs> I've seen it. Was It wasn't a paragon, eh? No, no. It was, I think it was a monk. If it was a paragon. I it was a good was. name, though. Yeah. No, it was a ritualist. Oh, great. So maybe this guy's making just PvP characters with that name. And just recreate Maybe. it. Maybe. I did that with the Relics of the character for a long time. He was a paragon oh, yeah. at first with a beard. That's weird because you never see that in the game. That's one thing I don't like about ArenaNet. They don't uh, let you make uh, bearded characters. 
Maybe your Norn will have beards. Maybe. If they don't, then I will be sorely disappointed. You will go on We've strike. S- there are beards. We've seen them. Yeah. Lots of yeah. beards. And, uh, oh, and one thing Tasha wanted to talk about, maybe she'll talk about it more next week, but there were some weapons dropping from the Halloween quests that had, like, uh, imbalanced stats, I think it was. Yes, yes. Um, they would have, like, triple uh, modifications instead of two modifications. And it was just because ArenaNet didn't cover their tracks. And because they, what they did is that they had this, that made this new dungeon in one of the quests. And you go down to this dungeon. It's a prophecies area. So you get prophecies mods. But you have Eye of the North chests. And when you open these Eye of the North chests, you get moddable items. But they still follow the same rules um, set out by the prophecies item where they have inherent mods. So you could both have inherent mods and add-on mods. So we can blame this problem on prophecies. I'm okay. You can effectively blame it on uh, prophecies, yeah. Okay, I'm good with that. <sighs> <laughs> and ca- I don't uh, like your attitude, it? sir. Yeah. <laughs> on random... I don't, I'm sorry. I don't know why the uh, arena didn't just update all of the inherent mod drops for prophecies and uh, factions. Because they did that in Nightfall and I Have the North, but why didn't they do it for um, Prophecies or, you know, the first games? Maybe it has something to do with the way that those two games are coded. Probably. The they probably have to update everything if that was if they wanted to update everything. Yeah. Hence, Guild Wars 2. Yeah. yeah. And another thing I noticed before we get into our segments. Um, I was online this morning, and I was in Kinding Center. And there's those little, like, rectangular plant pot things right by the skill trainer and as i ran past right. it i noticed there was a footprint and i think i left that one i was pretty sure i did but i kind of stood there and i'm like why is there one footprint i mean the ground is like concrete tileish stuff yeah there's this that's weird so i took a few screenshots of it and i started stepping around it and all of a sudden more appeared and i realized that if you're within like two feet of one of those potted plant thingamajiggies you can leave footprints in kining center Weird. Yeah, so I was like, okay, is this like a lore thing where they're trying to be like, hey, there's some dust falling out of these planters, so, huh, you can leave footprints. My guess is it was actually just the the ground that's inside of those potted sections was actually set to kind of a grassy property, and it was kind of bleeding mm-hmm. out or overlapping with a small bit of space outside of the planter, and so you're actually leaving footprints in concrete. But I almost wanted to just like say in all chat, hey, guys, look, I'm a star. I left a footprint in the concrete. oh that's funny I'd be tempted to say it's probably just a bounding box issue yeah but I'm gonna go with just to make ArenaNet look better and Mr. Stummy make him look better I'm gonna say it is it is to make it look like oh they're a little bit messy with their dirt inside of the pot (laughs) it is a dirty city it is a dirty city that is true Captain what be that over there or let be sequel scuttlebutt uh, let's have a discussion on the potential reasons for slowness of news lately, because I'm hearing Halloween. a lot about that. You think Hall- Halloween? You think Halloween's yeah. just the only reason? Well, I think it's a combination of Halloween and the 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 conventions they've been going to, like the the one in France. And yeah, I've heard some remarks on that. The idea was that now that the Okay, they were ramping up some interest in the game so that when they got to the conventions, there was enough hype and stuff and interest in Guild Wars 2 going on that they could get some attention. Plus, it would give them a way to maximize the oomph of what they were going to release at the conventions. 
Yeah. Because those that wouldn't be there would still be way interested in it because they had this campaign on the internet going. But now that the conventions are over, they might be scaling back and just saying, okay, we're going to start releasing releasing stuff in slower fashion so that, you know, it's more time release up until release. Other people are saying, like you guys are, that it's just Halloween and the other conventions going on that's got their attention right now. But they'll be back at it to the same full force that they were. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard that um, it's speculated that they just were scrambling to get things out in time for the for the demo because you know they needed those four those four professions out for the demo. Mm-hmm. So just to release them piece by piece to, like you said, build up build up hype and expectations instead of just dumping everything at once. Whereas if you did that, everyone would be excited for maybe about a week and then it would kind of die down. This way, you had people excited for months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just hoping they don't go super silent like they did before. I have a feeling they're not going to yeah, do that. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that would be such a poor move business-wise that I think it kind of speaks obvious or it's it's an obvious point that if they do that they're really going to they're not going to piss it's not just pissing people off. It's that it, no it's going to be like Duke Nukem. Yeah, Duke Nukem forever. Mhm. The best game that was never released. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I, I think that's a little too much of a obvious thing that that's not what's going to happen. If it does, yeah. I will be very surprised. But um, I am hoping that we will. I, I hope that it's just an intermittent, you know, extenuating circumstance, and that they'll be back at it full force. But there are a lot of people right now that are talking about how overdue the next profession reveal is, and it's it's kind of getting to the point of where I am owed a profession reveal. It's like really, you've paid him already? It's interesting. Yeah, yeah really. I don't know. Fan- Fans can be really, especially for Guild Wars, can be really fanatical when it comes to getting their goodies. Mm-hmm. I'd be tempted to just to them to say, just relax. It's just halftime. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Um, getting your panties all up in a bunch over the next profession reveal. I mean, come on. But that's one thing I want to talk about. Wait, did I have that slated for Speculator's Corner? I don't think I did. I think you did. For the Mesmers? Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. We'll talk about. We'll talk a little bit more about this stuff later. But uh, I guess that's our feelings as far as why it's been silent anyway. I, I'm sad that it is, but, you know, I guess I can understand the reasoning. Yeah. The, the, possi- the possible reasonings for it. Another thing I saw people talking about as far as um, what's already been released information-wise is the skills. Um, some people are feeling cheated because they only have four skills that they can customize. And I think that needs to be clarified pretty heavily because the five skills... Oh, yeah. Or is it five that you get for your weapon? Yeah, five, yeah, five for the that, weapon, and then But it's not five. just five. That's the th- I think that you're going to get onto this. It's not just five. Like, for example, when you wield a sword, you still have the sever artery gash final thrust combo. It's just that it's built into one skill. Yeah, yeah. So that's another thing is a lot of skills will feel like multiple skills from original Guild Wars. Yeah. But the other thing about it is, exactly. like, the weapon you're wielding, sure, that's, that's what predicates what... Um, skills you're going to have in your first five slots but you can switch your weapon I mean that's almost like being able to switch your skills but it's like one thing that switches five of them for you in the you can even switch those mid combat right Mm -hmm. yeah exactly depending on which which profession you profession you are we're going to say warrior we're going to say the warrior now because that's like the big weapon profession yeah so like a warrior could switch his weapons mid combat dude you got like 20 25 skills available to you then mid combat because you can just but Ryan of course, your traits also <laughs> matter too, but yeah, that's what I was wondering. If like the traits will matter in such a way that it'll be just like 
axe mastery or sword mastery. It'll kind of restrict you in a way, in a sense. But one thing I've always wondered is, are there going to be like two axes that still give you different sets of skills? I don't know how dual wielding is going to work. No, no, I know no. That, no. Um, I just mean oh. like if there's two different axes that you can – okay, say two, two-handed. two An axe is an axe is an axe. If it's a one-handed axe, it's in the category one-handed axe and has one-handed axe skills. Okay. Same okay. thing with one-handed swords. Same thing with two-handed swords. I was not clear on that. So. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. Then the 25 potential skills is kind of a bit overboard. But you still have a lot of options as far as your weapons go. I mean it's just that well, you get more. sets of five skills to choose from. The thing I think people are having trouble wrapping their minds around is the fact that the huge deep customization in this game doesn't exactly come from skills anymore. I mean, that's a part of it, but you're also going to have your traits mm-hmm. and different traits you can slot, and those will modify your skills. So mm-hmm. you can have two different axe, two different dual wielding axe warriors, and they can they'll have the exact first five skills, exact exactly the same, but if they put in completely different traits, they can be totally different play styles. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly like what's what uh, Arena's going for in this. Like, I mean, in Guild Wars One, when they had uh, skills, you had like one that you have like one thousand five hundred different skills, and only a hundred them, a uh, hundred of them are really used. So why even like just make put effort into making all these skills when no one's going to use them? Why not just in- change how you can build skills? i.e. Mm-hmm. traits and then from there you have customization yeah, yeah you literally adjust the way a skill works with your traits so yeah. that's different from guild wars because the skill was a skill and you could adjust the magnitude of the skill by your attributes but traits will actually affect the way the skill actually works and that is sweet let me give an example this is not a, this is not set in stone this is not what arena has announced this is just something that i've made up this is something just to illustrate the example to people. Um, if let's say a warrior axe skill is eviscerate, and with a trait you can change it by applying a deep wound, you apply crippling. So instead of delivering spike damage, you provide utility and stop people from moving around. That's what I'm kind of going with this. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You can add you can add effects. You can modify damage. You can like add a knockback mm-hmm. or make it a like a ranger, you can make a ranger file, fire multiple arrows with by with traits. Yeah, there you go. So your customization options in Guild Wars 2, I don't think it, when it's all said and done, anyone's going to feel like it's lackluster compared to the original game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just won't be delivered through the same method. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. more more like other MMOs in a lot of ways, actually. Yeah, Until actually. Then, yeah. When um when they came out with the fact with the new skill bar and how the first five skills were going to be predicated depending on which weapon you choose, I was kind of sympathizing with the naysayers, thinking yeah that that does seem kind of restrictive. But then they started rolling out the information on the traits and the attributes, and I'm just looking at it thinking oh my gosh I don't this is way more than I would ever think to need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I went from feeling that they're not giving enough giving us enough to thinking that they might be giving us it, enough rope to hang ourselves. Yeah. If enough, if people still think that this is a bit too restrictive, I would say just wait until the game is a bit more polished and an actual beta um, is released so that people can, are actually testing these and checking out the different combinations. Because right now, we don't have any information to draw on. Mm-hmm. 
if we have barely anything. <laughs> and remember, the resurrection is not on your skill bar, so that's not one of your limitations. Yeah. That is just yeah. inherent. I love that. Yeah, me too. Oh, definitely. The sky will be blue. I heard it's going to be produced by ArenaNet. I heard you can use a keyboard with this game. I heard this game will work on Windows 7. I heard you'll need a monitor to play this I game. I heard that Norman are really tall. That's just speculation. Uh, let's speculate real quick then on the uh, when the next profession reveal goes live. Do you think it would be ArenaNet's best interest to announce the Mesmer first? Now, I'd like to know what your thinking is. Why you think it would be in their best interest. Same question. Why would I think it's in their best interest? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying it's not. I'm just I'm just curious why why you would think that. No, my opinion is that it would not be. Oh. Because we have been okay. This has been the longest wait for a profession reveal so far. So mm-hmm. people are antsy, but we know. I mean, we're all pretty certain that Mesmer's coming, and that's something we've already seen. We're also pretty sure that there's going to be an assassin type class with a different name coming. If we get the Mesmer, that's a long wait for something we already expected. So there's going to be outcry. People are already crying about much sillier things. Um, so it, if I was to give ArenaNet advice, I would say give us that assassin type class first. That'll kind of get people like, oh, okay, that's news, cool. Then you can tell us the Mesmer real quick. Okay, cool, that's out of the way too. And then the next two, the anticipation. I don't care if they wait another two or three months after that because that's <laughs> hell of a lot of anticipation without um, any potential for disappointment, really, unless they announce, like, the pink sweatpants gacky or something. I don't know. When you put it that way, it makes me think that they might wait another month to start releasing professions, but when they do, they might make a huge comeback by giving us something completely different, something we've never seen before. True. I, I would be much. I, I would be glad to see one of the other two new ones come to our plate first instead. I'm totally indifferent on it. I think that um, this whole outcry thing is just a product of what I like to call the guru effect. This is based on Guild Wars Guru. There's a lot of QQing on Guild Wars Guru, and people think what that by QQing enough that the mods will actually pay attention to them. QQ on Guild Wars? Guru? Yeah. Really? I know. It's, I know. It's preposterous. I gotta find it sometimes, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, I, I think... See, so far they've been releasing professions we already knew about, which is why yeah. I'm thinking there's a high chance it'll be the Mesmer anyway, because they're just getting those yeah, out of the way. I'm kind of hoping not, though. Um, I don't care. I mean, I... I think the one that I'm waiting for is the assassin. That may be why I'm because I've been playing assassin so much lately and loving it that I'm kind of excited to see what they're going to do with it. But so there's well, I'm excited. I, I'm sorry, I'm excited both for the assassin and the mesmer. Um, almost more for the mesmer because we don't. I don't think there's interrupting and there are no more hexes. Oh, so shush! You're just if, trying to get on Sean's good side. <laughs> 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 well, I'm. <laughs> it's true, guys. Which true. which Sean are you talking about? Oh, Sean with... Guildcast. Yeah, Guildcast. Knox. Oh, I haven't listened to. Guildcast oh yeah, yet. Sean with uh, Conjure Phantasm. He also is a Mesmer lover. So you're just yeah, trying to get on the good about... side of every Sean out there. <laughs> but no, um, a lot of the unique Mesmer things seem to be gone. So if the Mesmer is going to be in the game, I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with it. That's true. My own. My own pet theory is that they'll have illusions that will be almost like conjured creatures, similar to the necromancer's minions, except oh. they won't be. 
except they won't be quite as permanent. <laughs> It'll be like the Phoenix skill, where you cast the Phoenix and the Phoenix flies out and does it thing, does its thing and comes back. They won't be as manipulatable as the the necromancers minions. Oh, it reminds me of a for those of you for those rare few of you who actually played Heroes Five of Might and Magic. There's a spell you could use called Phantom Forces. It basically copied a creature, and that creature was basically the exact same thing as the other creature, so it pretty much doubled your forces. But if it got hit at all, it vanished. Yeah. So, so this, like this is a risk sort of thing. This is kind of like um, Guild Wars 2 having a purple version of the Green Lantern in the game. Basically. This is like a holographic. Basically. Man, if they do that, they need to give us that doctor from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Honestly, the mesmer ar- the mesmer armor looks enough like the Green Lantern already, but with the mask. <laughs> Touche. Actually, wait. Actually, wait, wait. While I'm on this right now, mesmer Vabian armor looks just like Ozzy Mendez from uh, the Watchmen. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. So yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? I'm gonna say something about that. Totally forgotten. I'm an idiot. But yeah, I have absolutely nothing official to base that speculation on, but it's <laughs> what I'd like to see. Maybe we'll see it. Um, okay, so that, that kind of swayed me. I think if they do introduce the Mesmer in that fashion, that will not disappoint. Being the guys <laughs> with all these fancy... Or, uh, I had a friend in high school who, when you played a video game, and it was like a cool effect that somebody had, he would call it the sexy toy! <laughs> Which could be taken very very wrong. Well, I've also... Yeah, I know. I've really been thinking about the Mesmer because I've been listening to history podcasts and I listened to one where they were talking about the history of hypnotism and its predecessor mesmerism and I guess the original thinking for that was that there were fluids within a person's body that could be affected by magnets and if your your internal waves were out of alignment it could cause you to be sick this was all pre-Victorian era so they had some kind of crazy versions of crazy ideas for health and wellness methinks that is quite trippy yeah, but well, you he's know, still Arena sick. Nets... Better cover him with leeches. <laughs> <laughs> well, Arena Nets had a a tradition of going back to the very essence of things when they're looking to do something new. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like the mesmer thing we were talking about with the illusions and all that stuff. Like that would be really good because you know that a lot of people don't like playing mesmers because they don't feel like what they're doing is important on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Unless they use panic. Like that was one of the. Yeah, unless they use panic. But I mean, it's still a hex, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not like you're seeing fire raining down from the sky or your axe turns into a giant something or other and smashes people. Yeah, mesmers could use more glitter. And I think little summoned creatures from, that don't really exist, like, I should say summoned holograms, that would be awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I had the thought that what if they conjured a phantasm? You see what I did there? Mm-hmm. They conjured a phantasm and the only person that can see it is the one who it's targeted against. Mm. So then think, you're uh, really seeing things. That's yeah. nuts. I don't think I don't... Um, Arena's going to actually have like a targeting, a full frontal targeting system in the game. Oh yeah, that's right. They were just, I just like, read an article and it was about healing and about how they're not going to have like targeted healing. But I don't know. It could just be speculation. Well, you could cause people in a specific area to start seeing things. Yeah, that would be kind of like Glenn be Beck does. <laughs> Ooh, I may get some backlash on that one. <laughs> They'll come to your house with a baseball bat <laughs> and a constitution. Prepared. Yep. 
So, uh, okay, and speaking of uh, the professions also, we're going to talk about the Chikasita. The winged-headed Chikasita. Oh, yes. Um, there was some talk about maybe what if she is still called a monk? Like, similar to the assassin debate, you know? If, it, if it's still called the monk, but it just behaves differently, like the monk profession has evolved in such a way that they're now a soldier who doesn't rely upon Duena so much. I object, but that's just because I am set in my monkish ways. <laughs> Well, I'll, I mean, it could there could be a chance that you know that big ar- that armor, the presence of a shield and a giant mace, you know, it's all just for show, and they all they are really just you know backline support. But I mean, it's pretty. It looks like it's going to be you know one of those martial profession professions that uses magic. Well, even if see it, that doesn't bug me. A martial profession using magic. I just I'm really not a big fan of heavy armor. I don't think you'll ever find me playing a heavily armored profession. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even think though, if, even if they are good at you know fighting with their hands and stuff, that still doesn't mean they couldn't be called monks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like look at um, look at like the D and D. I mean, in that game is like you know a Shaolin monk effectively, but in D and D, it's D and Dified. See, I think that's cool, but Blue Mace Lady is definitely not a, going down the lines of a Shaolin monk. No. Yeah, it's definitely going to look like a uh, cleric of anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my guess yeah. is that it will not be called a monk. There's just a few things that kind of come together as far as the way Internet has released information that tells me we would have already known that by now. But it's not impossible. So I'll give that argument some credit. Polymonk cleric derv? <laughs> Combine all those together. Oh my goodness. Paldervic? <laughs> there we go. Unk? Anyway. Um, you, need to make a, you need to make a character name now that's named Paldervic. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to have to try and reserve Long John Assassin first. <laughs> the last thing I want to talk about for speculation, though, is privacy settings. Good God, I want this. So, yes. Like, very intuitive and robust privacy settings. Like, if I want to appear offline to one specific person, I want that really bad. I have been, I have been found wanting that recently. Yeah. What is that? Am I being that much of a trouble to you? Yes, Chaz. <laughs> Damn it. No. Why do you even put up with me? I don't know. It's because I, I find your hiccups to be very enticing. I would like the yeah. privacy settings to be <laughs> on a per-character basis as well. Yeah. So yeah. that if I want to, I can have a public character that everybody knows me by. But if I just want to get away and piddle around on my own, that I won't have people messaging me saying, Hey, Tiger, let's go do this. I'm like, no, no, I really don't want to. It's very helpful that we can have different guilds per character. I mean, that, yeah. that solves a lot of the problems that we have in the game already. But, yeah, I don't know. It, it could especially go double for people that have more um, Guild Wars community, you know, wide open things like Relics of War or Guildcast or, you know, JR. Um, but I think the average person could at least find some use for very de- – like even on Facebook, the, sometimes they disappoint me with how difficult it is because sometimes I want to hide a comment that I put on fi- – or a post on Facebook. I want to hide it from – you know, this certain set of friends that happens to be very argumentative all the freaking time. And uh, I'm not able to do that. You either hide all your comments from these people or none. And mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm one of those people that likes to, that would take the time to set up permissions for who can see me in game and who couldn't. Right. I tend to get paranoid a lot, too. And every so often, I'll just want to be completely unreachable. Yeah. Hmm. 
For a long time, I See, I didn't even use my real name on the internet. My my real name on the internet was Terry Roland. <laughs> totally random. Name. Your thoughts, Chaz? I never actually gave out my real number on the internet until now, and then Facebook came along, and I was like, "Fuck!" There goes my <laughs> privacy. <laughs> but I'm a guy, so I don't have to really worry about that so much. Girls, they have to actually you know be aware that there are some pretty creepy people. Oh yeah. I don't know the girls on the internet. They can be pretty scary. I'm looking at you, Spirit Hime. Wait, what? True, but you can just <laughs> shut them up. You can just shut them up, and I mean that they can't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No threat to you. So I was just kidding. We love you, Guildies. Um, Togos. I don't. What? You're all you're all gonna get G kicked at uh, um, by the end of this episode. I see. Nah. That was a very um, poignant statement of Protestantism. Did I just make that word up? Yep. I think so. I, I didn't mean to insinuate anything about. Religion. But anyway, okay, <laughs> let's talk about Guild Wars Classic. I haven't called it that in a while. And I said that just for Qatar. As a new player to Guild Wars... Oh, Togo, I just want to get through this already! Shut up! What are the elite areas? One might ask. Underworld, Fissure of Woe, Urgaz Warren, The Deep, DOA... Slaver's Exile, but I wouldn't even call Slaver's Exile an elite area. It's just a really big dungeon. Yeah, it's just a tougher Eye of the North dungeon. Yeah. So, for the really, yeah. And DOA stands for Domain of Anguish. Okay, so Fisher of Woe and Underworld, they were the first two that were ever released. They are kind of prophecies. Yeah, I want to call them They prophecies. all use prophecies. They use prophecy skills. Yeah, so. As well as core skills. So, the Fisher of Woe is. That's kind of under the god Balthazar, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically like Valhalla gone wrong, basically. Yeah. Yeah, so, and um, you get Onyx Gemstones there, you get Obsidian Shards, and yeah, where the Underworld is the place where you get the Ectoplasm, the Glops, and it's the it's Grinth's hometown. Yep. The Armor Crafter is in the Fissure, isn't it? There's, he is. Yeah. 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 So if you want Obsidian Armor, that's where you go, Fissure of Oil, which is a cakewalk. Easy. Pretty much. The Underworld's undergone a lot of changes recently, because when I came back, I was surprised to find that you could fight Doom and stuff, which the Notorious P.I.G. has taken me to do. And that was pretty fun, although yeah. they made me the sacrificial lamb that had to fight as a ghost, which was really tough. One, 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 one. What a boy! <laughs> I see you are, I see you are respiring profusely. That is an early sign of dehydration. Sorry, I need, I need to take it to <laughs> I'm going to have to hook up with them sometime because I still haven't finished the Underworld. Those guys are fast. They're really Yeah. Good. I went through the Fisher with them and I had a blast. And yeah, they're, so much fun. they're fun too. Especially Frog because he gives me so much shit for being an assassin. <laughs> I'm like, dude, well, I can I switch to a monk. I being an assassin too. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I deserve it. When I made that assassin and realized I was enjoying it, I was like, well, there's a caveat to this. I can tell you that. Number one, yeah. I'm wearing long johns. Number two, I'm short. <laughs> and for some reason, a long john wearing dude with some daggers is beating out another dude who's just killing other people with like fireballs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's so sucky, man. My elementalist is so geared. I spent so much time on him. And then all of a sudden, my assassin comes in and he's like, check this out. Onion blossom. I mean, death blossom. <laughs> Onion blossom. I, I, I will say though, they are they are a trick to play because I I I enjoy playing my assassin, but I'm no good at it. 
What, okay, so, now maybe I can get blasted for this a little bit, but what I've noticed is if I start taking too much damage, I will switch over in mid-fight to my uh, my Shiro's Blades, which are vampiric, and I seem to heal myself up a little better. Either that or my regener- or my degenerative health is making the monk freak out so bad that he's like, ah, heal, heal that assassin. Uh, well, when running with you, I... I noticed that every once in a while you'll take a huge spike hit and you usually end up dying. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I never noticed. I never felt like I was healing you excessively. Okay. Like I've run with some pretty raunchy assassins that I just wanted to leave lying there in the dust, and you weren't much of a problem at all. One thing as an assassin that I'm very aware of is when I'm attacking an elementalist and I see sliver armor, get the hell out. Oh yeah. Oh, definitely. But I also like Way of Perfection. I'll swap that in for a Sura scan if I know that it's going to be really, really tough and I'm going to be taking a lot of AoE. Because Way of Perfection is very good for self-heals. Way of Perfection? What does that do? That makes it so every time, I believe every time you land a critical, you heal for so much. Okay. And it lasts for a uh, minute, you... so it's really easy to keep up. Have you tried a uh, Distress? What is it? Shroud of Distress. I it's have. I have, but it's... The problem is I'm trying to take a lot of the pressure off the monk, and I can take up to half my life's damage still with that, without any help at all. So it still makes the monk feel like, oh god, I gotta heal him, because he doesn't realize that I've got an enchantment that's gonna save me beyond half. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. kinda nice to take my bar a little less... Uh, take my bar off the plate of the monk as much as I can, which feels okay. like way of perfection does pretty good. I start getting I antsy that. at 75%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'm a little bit that way, too, with my monk. So, okay, more elite areas, right? We've got the Deep and the uh, Urgaz's Warren. The Deep is the Luxon um, elite area, and it's like, it's the Jade Sea. It's like where a bunch of mining was done there, and you go down in there, and you're hunting for a guy named Kanaxi, who's like the most raunchy Oni you've ever seen. Yeah. And he has sweet drops. <laughs> and then when you go into... He's so, yeah. And when you go into Urgaz's Warren, this is like a hippie's worst nightmare because you're fighting a tree man. Yeah. <laughs> and you're killing a lot of trees in the process. Yeah, a lot of plant fighting. It's the Kurzak area. And so, yeah, it's just like Echovold Forest on a murderous rampage. Yeah. yeah. I was disappointed when I saw the scenery for Urgaz's Warren. It didn't feel like it was actually like a warren. Like it was actually like an underground cavern. It felt like it was just another Echovold Forest. Yeah. Map splice. yeah, I mean, there is kind of a roof over the place, but you don't feel confined because it's a very expansive, yeah. a very expansive war, I guess you would say. Exactly. Then uh, Domain of Anguish, that's like the where the ultimate Marganites hang out. Fuck! And you're looking to, Yeah, it's the area of Nightfall. Yeah, you're it's looking to hunt. creepy there, too. Yes. I'd rather, I liked it. I have never finished Domain of Anguish, by the way. I did. I haven't even seen Malix. I've never been to Malix. I, we we started it off, and it always turned out that like the healers couldn't keep up with the damage at the very start. Were you pugging? Yeah, this was. I haven't gone in problem? in like two years. I think now if we go, okay. in, it'd be easy. Like Loudon, he's probably laughing right now. Like, well, why don't you go Glaveway with us? Damn it! Yeah. You yeah exactly. you kind of need a special build, even if you're running as a healer or protection. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Seed of life. That's all you need. <laughs> Seed of life and cure hex and protective spirit. Oh, that will work. Because <laughs> a warrior will get gibbed pretty hard. Although we Warriors. went in... Last time I went in, it was in hard mode, which probably wasn't the smartest thing. Oh, there you go. Hard mode is really, really weird because they have these environmental effects that they add to the area as well, and it's really, really 
really rough. Yeah. And then Slaver's Exile, I went in there once. I, I don't know. I need to try that out some more. I don't even know. Like, I don't know. Slaver's Exile? Yeah, I don't think I've ever been. Oh. There's a lot of Ruby Gin looking dudes and stuff. Oh, those are And Driders. You know what? I, you know what? I'm just going to uh, devote the next 15 seconds to Drider Appreciation Week. Okay. Do you love it when you have two, two stacks worth of hexes on you? That's because of Drider. You're fighting a Drider. Drider Appreciation Week, people. And Meteor Shower to boot? Um, no, the ones in Eye of the North, they just spam hexes on you. Oh, the Eye of the North ones, yeah. I guess I was thinking yeah. of the Nightfall ones. Oh, the Nightfall ones are rough as well. Yeah. yeah, then comes the problem is that I never bring hex removal. I'm always the condition removal monk. Which wasn't so, very helpful with me because I was also a condition removal monk. So we'd go in there and they'd be like, I'm hexed. Well, get over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like, don't worry, we both got UA. So, I mean, you'll get rezzed once you die. <laughs> Exactly. You know what? I, I hate UA so much. It makes people so lazy. It's like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to let you die so I can just raise you again. Yeah, that's good gameplay, guys. Well, especially when I you're having the res I've done that once. And that was when I was the only monk for the hard mode uh, Zyshin mission. We were doing Glint's Lair. And the other monk like dropped out halfway through in a fit of rage. <laughs> so we're like, yeah, let's do this anyway. And it was pretty ridiculous. Because... I was running an old prot build that didn't have any healing on it at all. Oh, geez. So by the time we got to Glint, we we managed to do the bonus mission, but it was it just got to the point where I was running around casting UA as often as I could. <laughs> I oh, here's something even more crazy. Um, mission a couple months back, we were uh, we had to do the we had to transport the scepter of ore from one area to another, and the bonus was to destroy all the watchtowers along the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And halfway through, the monk dropped, and we're like, oh, God, because we only had one healer, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, what are we going to do? So the, the, the SOS says, eh, I'm just going to keep going, guys. And just with proper pulling and prots, from our, like, just from ourselves, we were able to complete the mission on hard mode with the bonus. No heals at all. Yeah, it can be done. You just have to know what you're doing and be smart about it. Yeah. What you say it about it actually felt like hard mode. What you say about what UA does to people seems to affect heroes as well. Because I had Hogden running a Word of Healing hybrid, and I didn't die very often on my assassin when I was running with him. Ever since I gave him UA, the bastard seems to factor that into his healing decisions. Like, <laughs> yeah, assassin, I'll res you in a second. I'm like, you bastard! Now I'm using up all my pumpkin cookies. So okay. He obviously has stock invested into the pumpkin cookie market. That's probably true. He's kind of a fatty. I bet you he yeah. eats a lot of them as well. Dwarf power. Um, can you repeat the part of this stuff where you said all about the things? Excellent. Let the people have their pro tip sauce. For pro tips today, we are going to talk about much needed requirements for each elite area. As an example, in Urgaz is Warren, you want to bring somebody that can teleport by eating corpses. Either... Consume corpse or necrotic tra- traversal. Yep. Doesn't matter which. Doesn't matter which one, but you have to bring it. Otherwise, you will not be able to progress the dungeon. And I don't know why Arena Net even bothered with that because it's factions area without faction, and those aren't faction skills. I imagine an assassin though could teleport up there while fighting the things up there, and an assassin could also. Uh, I don't do think it. so. Shadow steps. Shadow steps are kind of funky because they don't act because the necrotic traversal and shadow step. Shadow Steps is, is its own category of effect. Uh, you can't actually teleport up there unless 
unless you could have actually made it up there by yourself as well. I see. Wow. Okay, so when you use a shadow step, it kind of resolves how you would have gotten there by foot yeah. and then does it instantaneously. Basically, yes. Freaking dumb. It was for, uh, I think it was just for, because prophecies had a lot of weird areas where there were a lot of areas you could get stuck in if shadow steps behaved in that method. So they just wanted to remove that. That's true. That makes sense. Okay, not freaking dumb. But anyway, Necrotic's Traversal still uh, abuses the hell out of it, so it's all good. Yeah. And um, Urgaz's Warren also requires a lot of AoE heals if you're going to go there. You'll, yep. you'll probably want to bring an HB monk. And uh, Seed of Life on each monk. Oh, yeah. So good. So good. Seed of Life is pretty sweet. If you call, if you call it out so that the other monks don't overlap their Seed of Lifes, everyone's going to regain like 1,000 health each second. I thought of creating an Echo Seed of Life build. Ooh, that'd be crazy. Yeah. That would be interesting. Or a Glyph of Renewal Seed of Life build. That would be interesting. Then that you could, would be interesting. You could do it like every 15 seconds. Yeah, but then what is the recharge on uh, Renewal? What's that? What's the recharge on Renewal? 15 seconds, I think. Renewal. Okay. So that would be some negative healing. Maybe someone will actually make something of that. Maybe I'll try it if I ever get back on my monk anytime soon. <laughs> Which is never, because he likes assassins. Yeah, I like being the one that's getting all the heals, not the one giving all the heals now. That's my uh, stance on the game as well. <laughs> Um, is there anything else, like, in the other elite areas that really stands out as something you will need? Um, what you don't need in, when you're doing, uh, what's his name, Malix, you don't want to bring curses, you don't want to bring stances, you don't want to bring enchantments. You want to use and abuse weapon spells and shouts. Yeah, the removal on that is stupid high. So no yeah. prot monk, then? No prot monk, ever. No UA, Boo. even. Boo! I am sad badger. Sad Badger. Or bring HB and then just... Isn't HB an enchantment? Yeah, but if you stand far away and just cast Heal Party, it's oh, all good. That's true, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and if yeah. anybody out there can think of more of these types of things and you want to send them in, especially the Notorious PIG, let us know and we will we'll talk about that in Pro Tips next week also. How, about, how do you like but If that? you're not Notorious PIG, we won't give you the time of day. Yeah, yeah, Jim and his crew, that's all we give a crap about. <laughs> you guys are horrible. I know, man. Yep. Hey, hey, we tell how it is. So for emails this week, we got one from Soy Oil. I love this guy. My turn? Yeah. All right. I disagree with the experience potion and dungeon DLC idea, simply because both ideas create a tangible division between those who can spend the money and thus gain access to control to content, either faster or exclusively, over someone else. Guild Wars would be split up between those who can buy it and those who can't. Or even worse, can you just imagine the nightmare that would happen if you had to prove when you applied to a guild that you both have the disposable income to buy the above and the inclination to do so? Please submit your character name, race, profession, and your most recent paycheck stub. Um, yeah, slag that so hard. Your fan, Soy Oil, the original ritualist necromancer minion bomber. So this, Wait, basically he's saying this would be this would be the gear score of Guild Wars 2. That's kind of what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah, screw that. Uh, um, so yeah, I think basically, they said they're going to have DLC where you can actually buy experience? No, but there's people the, guessing that you can because of that stupid PC Gamer interview that says, yeah, they're going to do this because I, I think so. Yeah, it was just an off comment by... Wait, wait, why, then why, why, why are we even like giving this, this discussion a time of day? We don't even know. <laughs> well, because there's... I mean, 
Eric still brought it up as just kind of something okay. they would if like to be back on. Ease, it probably won't happen. It's a very idea in a multiplayer game that said that they want to make it so that whenever you have someone else with you, it's a good thing. I agree with that. And I don't believe we're going to get dungeon DLC. Now, say we do, there. because of what he said, I'm, I'm he will probably... will eat his no, because of, pie. No, because of what Soy Oil said, I will gladly agree with everybody that's against it. I'm not going to be angrily against it, because it's not a game ruiner, but it will be a setback mm-hmm. for ArenaNet, and I don't think they should do it. But... PC Gamer is the one who blew this out of the water. Eric Flanham was just kind of saying crap. And that's just, yep. they just wanted to run with this for the, you know, for the money headline. Um, so I don't mm-hmm. think we have to worry about this. But I, I would agree, Soy Oil is right on this regard. And that's probably why ArenaNet won't do it. But the thing is, yeah. I think there can be a place for dungeon downloadable content. So long as it's done in the proper manner. Namely, release a large pack of content but not frequently. Do it maybe like exp- as exact, right? Yeah, maybe as a halfway point between yeah. the larger expansion packs. But if they if they go the route and release like five or ten different dungeons that you all have to buy individually, that's when you're going to get the problem. That's when you're going to get the separation between the haves and the have-nots, and you're going to splinter your community. Yep. So because of that, I think that's probably why ArenaNet has probably already scrapped the idea. Yeah. Well, PC Gamer made us look like f- Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good old PC Gamer. I made a comment on Guildcast's uh, episode where they were talking about it, and I let my I let my language get colored. <laughs> so we also got a call from Oculus Sinister. Uh, here's the call. Hey, Relics of War crew. This is Oculus Sinister. I've been looking at the hero builds and trying to decide if Sabway or um, Discord way, um, yeah, either Subway or Discord, if you guys have tried them out, if you think, which one you think is better. And, because I really don't have a lot of Ritualist spells right now, and and uh, not a lot of Necromancer stuff, so it's going to take me a while to build up, and I'm feeling lazy, and I just want to try one. And so, um, I've heard people extolling the virtues of both, but in general, it looks like Discord generally better especially because the ranger has you know a lot of afflictions anyway so just like to hear your thoughts on that now obviously these two people actually couldn't hear the call because guess what pamela sucks right so what do you think about the uh, discord subway discussion jazz okay well discord if you want to get through it and you're not going to face any heavy hex or condition removal go discord way and then like do your online homework at the same time because you'll probably be able to manage it yep um, I don't know, Subway is favored for melee characters because there's a lot of group buffs in there and there's lo- um, a lot more variants. When in Discord way, you ha- pretty much have to be a ranged class to really abuse it. I don't know. Um, a second. Okay. I don't know, like, there's a lot of different areas that Discord way works. And if it works for you, go for it. This isn't a contest, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, definitely rooting out your heroes definitely helps you, so go get at it. And he plays a ranger, so oh, I think Discord Way would probably oh, right. be... I'm so sorry for you. And <laughs> I'm kidding. Discord Way would probably be his best option then. You can go that way if you want. I don't know, it depends on what you want to do with your range. If you want to go melee or you want to go range, I don't know. Just make sure you do, 
just make sure you bring offensive skills because dazed condition, because I know a lot of people like to use broadhead arrow and barrage, they don't deal da enough damage or they don't provide enough pressure to really be worth the use of skill. Go full offense and just make your hero support you because you have PvE skills. PvE skills are overpowered. Use them. Yeah. Yeah. That's some good advice. Yeah, I run... Lacey and I have run Sabway pretty often. We really like it. Yeah. I'm actually uh, experimenting with a few other builds, namely with using Paragons. Yeah, Paragons are undersold. They are, but you need to have like two or three of them to really make it worth the investment. Less than Imbagon. Oh, jeez. That Debra is a person. Yeah, it does. But I mean, you know, if you run a, a hero bar that uses a lot of adrenaline boosting effects, then you pretty much become an Imbagon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, we got one iTunes review from, okay, Shongaku? Shongaku? Shongaku. I... Shongaku. Any one of those will go. Um, and it says, great show. Wait, great show, guys. Okay, let me start over. Yeah. Great show, guys. Always fun to hear your opinions and speculation. Keep up the good work. See you all in game. Glad I got through that. Okay. <laughs> Relics is also compiling a community list. If you have a Guild Wars community site, uh, submit it to us with a 180 by 180 pixel image, and we will put you in the fan site list listing basing. Right. But we have a very good fan site list. Um, there's also one for, what was it? GWFans.com, they had that. They have one also. We haven't added anything to that in a long time, so yeah. Um, also, Guild Wars, our, our guild is recruiting. We've actually landed quite a few guildies this last week. I don't know what that was all yeah. about. I think Halloween brought a lot of people back, <laughs> and then they just saw us, and they were like, cool, we'll join also. So cheers to you guys. And then they're logged out again. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, what else is going on here? Oh, we could use any iTunes comments. We'd love your reviews. And we do read them on the show, as you can see here. We have a Steam community. We have a Facebook page and a Twitter page, all of which you can find at Relics of Or, Relics of ORR.com. At the top left of the page, we also sell merchandise there, so you can buy shirts and stuff. Through that method, um, what else do we have on that page that I was going to talk about? Oh, we have we just added a donate button. So if you want to support us and you don't really feel like buying a shirt or a doghouse system to support us, which I'll get back to the doghouse thing, but then you can click the donate button and just uh, donate via PayPal. Um, doghouse Systems also sponsors us. Uh, if you buy a rig from doghousesystems.com, enter the coupon code RELICS, and then you can go to J exclamation point nx.com and you can redeem the code there for $25 worth of sweet merchandise. I am trying to talk to them right now about making some relics merchandise also. It'd be a cool little like three, um, never mind. What else? <laughs> three. He was going to say three no, way. No, what? <laughs> yeah. You can email us your MP3s and your OGG files for your calls and audio feedback at relicsoforr at gmail.com. Or you can call us at 708-202-9262. We also accept emails, obviously. And uh, yes, I'm finally done with my spiel. Oh, also, I reskinned the forums this week. It's pretty nice. I like it. And there's a lot of preset styles with this skin that I'm going to open up soon. But I'm Guild Wars-ifying them first. <laughs> so if you're an existing member of the forums... I haven't switched it for you because I don't like making, I don't like forcing change on people. So if you do, just go to user control panel 
board preferences and right under where it says British English in the drop down, there's another drop down below that that will say 610NM. Switch that to Quantive and you will be good to go. Woo! And that wraps up the spiel. I need another drink after that. <laughs> How's about Wheel of Morality, turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn. Ryan. Ryan. Mm, didn't think of one. Crap. Oh, give me a second. Okay. Nitrous Oxide walks up to Gold, and he says, Hey, you, want to see carbon? Gold says, N-O. You have to be very brainy to get that one. Sorry. <laughs> I get it, the symbols and everything. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers to that. All right. I got something a little funnier from Sea Squirrel Run. So enjoy, people. What shall we do with a drunken sailor? What shall we do with a drunken sailor? What shall we do with a drunken sailor early in the morning? It's time for the weekly mashup. This is where we play you the best bits from previous episodes because you were too busy. A. Admiring the new Halloween costumes. B. Being deafened by the pumpkin on your head. C. C. Spacing to victory on your dervish. And D. Dealing with Danica's depressing determination to run down the central path in Arborstone. Did you get that bit about my frozen nose hairs? I did not, know. I um, play a mesmer and I take his shirt off and run around doing missions with no shirt on. You show me yours, I'll show you mine. Whoa! Pretty much. Anyway, enough of that. You We're went... talking about bars. What the f are you talking about? <laughs> that's because that's how you spell it. No, incorrect. You were also wrong again. So you guys, you can go look that up and you can get back to me. You can be like, Ryan, you're way wrong. And then you can hit your mute button and be like, oh. holy crap, he's right. Because I'm English and I know the English language instead of being American and knowing the American English language, which is like the English language only for people who can't spell. Char don't have a language, they're just stupid beasts. Moving on. They asked us. Holy crap! <laughs> what Sorry. <was> that? <laughs> that was me adjusting my mic. Oh man, your mic is thoroughly adjusted now. Yeah, are, are you still from Canada? Yeah, I'm still from Canada. Oh, that sucks. So we're gonna have the singleton under the bridge <laughs> doing <laughs> doing uh, impressions in pink sweatpants now. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, you like your pink sweatpants? Yeah. Uh, you're gonna call me Stewie? Uh, here's your pink sweatpants and congrats on your interaction with the NPC for the first time. Well, I was just joking. We're not doing a Tupperware party in the game. But that was fun. It's like watching baseball. Some guy sitting there making hand signals by his crotch for five minutes. That's a good sport. Char make for good target practice. I like them. How do you miss a char? It's like eight feet tall and four feet wide. Shut up! But I love just being able to jump into a huge melee and go crazy. I'm yeah, exactly. A, I'm an agent of chaos. And make sure that you're in an outpost when you do it, because you don't want to shout, I'm casting Healing Breeze on Master Togo. Nothing's more noobly than that. And then Tasha will get on the show and be like, My god, I hate how you people do that. Izzy finally released all the professions. There was Shark and Tree, One-Armed Woman, and then what was that last one? Giant Duckhead. Wait, we're talking about Guild Wars? I thought this was a World of Warcraft podcast. Oh, oh yeah, um, my bad. Uh, so let's talk about our sucky game. Shame is balls with a rusty razor. Shame.